0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Your Vibes Podcast. Everybody's got a vibe and a story to tell. Here's this one. I hope you enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Your Vibes Entertainment. Your Vibes Entertainment is Middle Tennessee's premier hospitality entertainment consulting company. If you or your business are in need of a mobile DJ, group entertainment like trivia, karaoke, or bingo, or you just need a professional MC to help coordinate your event's day of logistics, we have you covered. It's no work and all play when you hire Your Vibes Entertainment. You can trust us to bring top-of-the-line sound equipment, lighting, and a professional attitude to any event you are hosting. If you are interested in boosting your revenue, showcasing your company, or just want to provide high-vibe entertainment for your family, friends, employees, or clients, Please contact us on Facebook or Instagram at Your Vibes Entertainment. Shoot us an email at YV Entertainment Services LLC at gmail.com or reach out to the owner Michael directly at 615 330 3236. Thanks and always remember stay vibey, my friends. And three, two, one zero we are off um this is um close to the 50th episode i'm gonna mark it as the 50th episode i did have some cancellations but we're having the party this weekend and all in all i've had 50 episodes so you're the you're the milestone marker here that's awesome yeah you reached out and of course i said yes will and i um have been friends for quite some time i think we're doing this right where everything started i remember you and Brittany walked in looking for some insurance and here we are.
1: Here we are. Here we are today,
0: here we are today right? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so I've got Mr. Will Pinkerton um, in here, and um, I don't know what to say about him. He's been all over the place. Will is um, a man of many traits and um, has done a lot in the past and a lot of different industries, and um, from from landscape to barbecue to food truck to restaurant backroad rider, to fisherman, you know, you just get into a little bit of everything, right? Yes, sir. Cool. Um, well, I guess kind of before we get into the, uh, the details of uh, those things, why don't you just kind of give us a heads up as far as who you are and, and where you came from, and um, we'll just kind of, you know, go back and forth from there and, and sidetrack
1: as much as we need to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... <clears throat> This year actually marks my 10-year anniversary for my entrepreneur uh, kind of journey. So May of 2012 is when uh, Tennessee Grasshopper started. So I started cutting grass and had a couple little hardscape projects that I had lined up to get me kicked off. And the uh, business grew pretty quick from... Uh, Tennessee grasshopper to Tennessee Outdoor Innovations where we did a lot of uh, outdoor uh, living spaces uh, from outdoor kitchens, patios uh, etc and grew the business to a point to where it outgrew me <laughs> and what I was capable of handling and opened up a boutique, during the middle of oh, all that, that's you remember right. Stitch? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So, uh, Tennessee Outdoor Innovations, we grew to the point where we were working out of the house, and Brittany's grandparents was gracious enough to let us borrow his barn, and hmm. I had a corner in it. But we had outgrew it, and I'm not saying we outgrew our welcome at that sure. with her granddad, but you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We moved to uh, Burns, have found a place to rent there in Burns, and uh, it had like three or four offices in the front, and I kept all the time asking myself that we were there. We were there for a couple years. I was like, man, what do we need to be doing to be turning some money in these these office places? I never thought about renting them out or you know, s- something simple. I never thought of anything simple. It was sure. always... Uh, Way bigger than that. So, stitched (laughs) embroidery and boutique. The wife asked for an embroidery machine for Christmas one year. That was a mistake. I turned that (laughs) embroidery machine into a business opportunity. And uh, didn't know anything about the fashion industry, but we, hell, we just dove right in, man. And uh, uh, it took more money than we had at the time. And uh, it slowly... Uh, just kind of fizzled out. We ended up having to make a lot of different transitions uh, during that time. That's when Smoking Willies came, uh, kind of came in. Provision was uh, cooking uh, pizzas for uh, Anchor Building Supply in Burns. They had a outdoor display that we had built for them. Uh, to oh, yeah. kind of show off their product and, and we did a lot with, uh, with them. So, uh, they had a customer appreciation, uh, weekend and cooked pizzas for everybody. And then a week or two after this, I had a dream that I was selling pizzas on the roadside and then I incorporated barbecue into my pizzas and we were, had wood fired barbecue pizzas. And well, this was in sometime in May. And then in uh, first weekend of June, we roll out and willies, and I bought our first smoker. Uh, started cooking. Uh, that we cook it cooked for about learned how to cook in three weeks sure. is what it was. And uh, never always enjoyed cooking, but never understood how to cook for people. If that makes sense, yep. I've always just cooked for the family. Right. So it was pretty cool learning how to cook for multiple people. And, uh, but we started with the barbecue and, uh, just cooking on the weekends. And it was basically, it was a dream that we had and ended up being a dream that bailed us out from, you know, a shitty situation that I put ourselves in with growing the business, the landscape business too big. You know, we grew over a million dollars in three years. Uh, we were pushing $1.2 million in sales. Not uh, bring home. That was sure. just, just uh, <laughs> product gross. Just, just turning that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Still, though, a yeah. million dollar business is, uh, yeah, we is, were, is
1: a milestone for sure. It was. Uh, I had a friend of mine when I first started the business, when I uh, first started the business, asked me, he's like, You got to have a goal. And I'm like, Well, what are you talking about? He's like, You got to have a goal. And I'm like, Okay, well, I want to do a million in sales. That was the only goal I had. And three years in, we hit a million in sales. But cool. didn't understand the... How the fuck are you, how do you how, <laughs> I didn't understand how I got there. Didn't understand how to manage it once I got there. So dialing it back, and we've learned a lot of lessons with it. And then taking it into the barbecue business has been a blessing. You know, it was a, it was a hard time. Uh, didn't go to college. I had a buddy of mine tell me, he's like, well, you just made a, uh, pretty good chunk investment towards your college tuition (laughs) 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 and lessons that you have learned, uh, growing this business. And that's how you have to look at it. You can't look at it as it's a failure. Uh, you have to look at it as learning lessons and take those lessons and move forward with them. So, uh, you just want me to keep rolling, barbecue, or how? Sure, you want yeah. To... So, you started the catering. Um,
0: and yeah, when Will had come in here, we were bebopping back and forth on some things. And of course, we went through all his ventures and exited some ventures and started up. And then he calls me, he's like, I got a smoker. I'm like, okay, let's do this. And um, started slinging some barbecue. And then, right off the bat, <laughs> Figured I'd give Will a a test, (laughs) a true test of his skills, whether he was ready for it or not. You know, when I asked him, he sure as hell was ready when he showed up that day. Um, We uh, had a big Ducks Unlimited banquet, you know, that we were prepping for 400 people. I don't know
1: what it ended up like 250 showed up or something. Yeah, it was still a good turnout, though. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It was a good turnout. I think we were up against a, a big fight night or something that week. And uh, did it at the cave. Will had enough, plenty of food and plenty of servers. And we ran everybody through that line. And everybody was just pumped about how good the damn food was. Yeah, man, that that was was uh, great.
1: So June's when we started the business. And I I, I think it was just a couple of months in. When was the Delta Banquet? Maybe August, September, sometime, sometime frame. But uh, yeah, you asked me if we could do it. It's like, (laughs) well, yeah, we can do that. I just didn't know how. But we had, couple, we had a couple, we had a little bit of time to figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, learning how to cook for that many people and to to get right on your numbers yeah. and to make sure that you're always, uh, you know, thinking of everything sure. that can happen and you don't even know what can happen when you don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So for, yeah, for our first catering job to do, uh, we planned, I think it was either 350 or 400, yeah. but yeah. Uh, to plan for that and to still to kill it with 250, 300 yeah. people that showed up, it was a fun night. So the most we have catered for is 450, nice. uh, and we was actually just blessed with that opportunity this past winter uh, during Christmas. So that was pretty cool. We had a Christmas dinner for Oliver Technologies in Hornwald, cool. uh, feeding uh, 450 people.
0: That go pretty well. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. So what are some you know uh, in the catering Part of it, especially you know, working with venues or 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 banquets, that you know, weddings are one thing because you kind of really have a good idea of who's showing up, but sometimes for an event, like you just kind of got to wing it sometimes. Um, so what yeah, are every I guess, time, <laughs> right? I guess so. What are kind of a couple of the big lessons you've learned when you know, catering for an event of some sort? of um, – Maybe an unpredictable uh, type of um, attendance type event, and you know, they say we're going to have 300 people. You know, do you kind of prep for 320 or 340, something
1: like that? Or I don't know. I really haven't figured it out yet. Uh, but the our quickest sellout that we've had was uh, at the Burns Barbecue Bash. Uh, we way oh, yeah. underestimated that event. That was a event. good bash. Yeah. yeah, but it was that was an awesome event, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was probably. You know, one of my my biggest hurts. You know, you you look back and it's like, well, how much money did I leave on the table? Yeah. Because we were done early that day. We were closing up. I I had people calling me at eight o'clock that night. Like, I came to see you and you're closed up. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. sorry, man. We ran out of food. <laughs> we, we did we the can best come we sit could. sit in the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and pay me to sit at a table if you yeah. want to. So, but yeah, we were able to. We actually did the competition. I think it was like uh, I forget how many people were in the competition, but we ended up doing eighteenth. I think is what our overall cool. was. So, cool experience for our first competition, um, and running the competition and the event and the restaurant at the same time. So juggling all three mm-hmm. was was a was a fun time.
0: Yeah, but you got it done. You got it over with behind you. Yeah, and people. The, that's the thing about selling out is that you know you didn't lose money.
1: We didn't, you know. Well, we did. If you look
0: at it, we left it there on, was, the, table left it on the, table, the table. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not going to be the last year that she does that, and it's no. I think it's going to be a great year. year. Yeah,
1: this year be a great event.
0: Yeah. Um, so, kind of push the catering. I know you've and we've kept you coming back for all the duck stuff ever since. Um, appreciate it very much as well too, because everybody's always happy. Man, those. Those barbecue, or those smoked bologna. Yeah, the barbecue the sliders with yeah. pickle, yeah. Oh, baby. Get out of town. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so then you uh, you jumped into um, the restaurant a couple years ago. Bought the old, re- or rented the old Rusty Fish Hook. Yeah, in right? Perry, Perry County. County. Yeah. yeah.
1: In 22, or not 22, we're in 22 now. It was in 2020, April is when we signed the lease. Or yeah. April, might my- April. April. was a little open, work in there, didn't it? And it still needs a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You did a, You, you cleaned up the kitchen. It came with all the stuff. I mean, it was a yeah, turnkey we were, for the
1: most part. Uh, blessing in disguise. Yeah. it was one of those times, uh, on a Tuesday night coming home from working in Hornwald, the transmission goes out in my truck. We're from Hornwald, coming back from Hornwald, driving 35 miles an hour, the whole way home. <laughs> uh, it was not a fun, uh, uh, not a fun night, and uh, this was in March, and or I think it was the end of February, 1st of March, and then the next week we ended up finding a place for rent that was within reach that had everything in it that we needed, all the way down from the forks and spoons to uh, salt and pepper shakers, mm-hmm. you name it, it had it in it. Uh, there's been several people in and out of that Location over the past few years, it's just an old building, so our lease is up on it in April, and I believe we're going to let it just roll out and uh, go a different direction and uh, stick with catering and events for the next couple of years is our is our plan. So,
0: so what was what was it that? I know, you know, working food trucks and you know, pulling a smoker around is, is one thing, but, but what was it, you know, that made you want to make that change, you know, from the, from just being a road warrior to, to settling into
1: kind of a brick and mortar? Is it just something you, you felt you like you wanted to check off your list or? Well, the, the restaurant was something that we, uh, the wife and I would, was fine with if it happened. So we did look for opportunities. But I don't know if we were quite ready for it, uh, and the timing was perfect, so it was like, why not? True. So, the everything lined up for a reason. Uh, the transmission bill for the truck was going to be thirty six hundred dollars. And we had, uh, I think, twelve fifteen hundred dollars set aside at the time coming out of winter barbecue business. People don't eat barbecue, yeah. man. People. Yeah. Uh, ever since we have started the food truck, wintertime slows down. Just tip after the holidays. Um, at least we have seen that. Yeah. I don't know if other restaurants or what, and it may be me. I may be the one slowing down <laughs> during that time and not want to sure. to hustle. Uh, and I don't even remember where I was going with that. While you went into the restaurant, there's a, there a transmission issue. Yep, transmission the, yeah. goes out in the truck. Uh, a week later, restaurant comes available that had everything we needed in it and opened it up in a month. And the day that we signed the lease on the restaurant was we came home that evening and Bill Lee had a one o'clock announcement Sorry. and that's when he had announced no dine in. <laughs> <laughs> so yes had, perfect yeah. timing. So our first month that we opened up in Perry County, a town which we had we had a bigger following in Perry County than we thought, because uh, we had been traveling to Hornwald and setting up And fast paced parking lot for, you know, almost a year and a half, two years Mm -hmm. before we opened the restaurant. So we had a bigger following in Perry County than we realized. Mm. Uh, But our first week that we opened, we had planned on running the food truck and the restaurant. And that first day that we opened, man, we got our asses handed to us. Mm. And it's like we we everything we cooked for the food truck and the restaurant, thinking that we had it figured out, we cooked and sold everything at the restaurant. Mm. We never left with the food truck. Wow. And still had a sellout sold sell out day on our first day open. That's incredible. Yeah. So what how long did the how long did the no done in last for y'all? It was just a month. Okay. And then it went to fifty percent capacity. I think is what it was, which was good because it, it allowed us to ease into sure. the dining experience. Uh, so one of the things that I first got into waiting tables, we were running everything on tickets. You know, the server would write that write everything down on a ticket and take it back to the kitchen, and we would try to make sense of it. You know what I mean? It's like, what in the hell did that, what is this? I was like, I really do not know what that would be. (laughs) So we, uh, I started searching point of sale systems because I I saw that, you know, we needed a way to get orders from the table to the kitchen as quickly as possible and to be able to make as less errors as possible. Uh, So we in June bought a point of sale system and started running toast and handheld ordering from the table. Uh, it was is pretty cool concept. I think Perry County. It took them a little bit uh, <laughs> to like <laughs> well, get used to it. But, <laughs> uh, we wanted to be as fast and efficient as we could be, and you know, the creators. Uh,
0: a smooth Seamless, running restaurant. Smooth
1: running restaurant yeah. with without us. Our plans is to uh, eventually create systems and put systems in place so that ordinary people can create extraordinary results. Sure. We just haven't documented those results yet uh, in a fashion to be able to uh, deliver them to ordinary Package people. Package them up. <laughs> them yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, and... and, and there's not much in Perry County. So, uh, you know, how many? There was only probably six or eight restaurants around you guys,
1: really. There's actually more restaurants in Perry County than you realize. When okay. You, when you take into consideration your gas station sure. restaurants and, you know, little mom and pops, there's, I think there's like 14 or 15 little different, okay, little restaurants right there in Perry County. Okay. Yeah. Right cool. there in Linden. Do you have, was there much barbecue competition? There's, uh, I'm not going to, there's hens and hogs there in yeah. Perry County. I I never went to be competition or to have them as competition. I went down there to do my thing. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think we really we had they do fish and yeah. Uh, everybody kept saying you got to do fish. You got to do fish. I was like, well, why now? do I want to do fish? Mm-hmm. I'm a barbecue guy. Yeah. Like, you got to do fish. I was like, <laughs> no, <I> no. <don't>. Why? <laughs> I don't understand it.
0: <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Help me understand this. Yeah. People are just
1: used to kind of what they. What they're used they to. are. Yeah. It was the Rusty Fish Hook. Sure. And people would come in. It's like, well, where's the fish? I was like, well, huh? <laughs> They're not here anymore. <laughs> so the first, uh, the first, pretty much the first year we ran the restaurant, we had the Rusty Fish Hook signs That's still right. on the building. Mm-hmm. Hell, we didn't have any money when we started. And signs... Getting those actual panels replaced, I think it was like four grand. And it's like, that ain't something that you just pull out of yeah. your pocket and be like, okay, cool. Let's swap these signs out. <laughs> so we worked with a local guy, Bug-Eyed Signs, uh, there in Perry County. And just got, got some banners to just throw over them. Uh, we actually uh, had a tip pig that we kept up front and we labeled it sign money Mm. and people would throw money in there cool and that's what bought our signs our customers our fans bought our banners for us uh so that was pretty cool so we saved that money up as quick as we could got banners put on uh the city of linden and they were gracious enough to help us out uh come out with their uh, box truck or uh, whatever you call it uh Cherry picker or something? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. something with a bucket <laughs> on it. Yeah, it's bucket a, truck. Bucket truck. bucket That's truck. What, bucket truck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll figure it out. We just I'm keep talking. His heights, man. I'm, I'm, I don't do
1: heights very well, and I got up in that thing to help Don out, man. <laughs> <Woo. laughs> Willie needs down. Let yeah, me down. I mean, yeah, it was fine though.
0: Yeah, you get. It you know, you fun. play
1: a role in your own
0: development there. Um. So, <sighs> restaurant experience. It was. <sighs> couple years um and you're kind of letting it go so so was did it it satisfy the itch or is this just uh i know we were kind of talking before and we can kind of transition into um you know some other things that are different than just official business but uh you know will hustles his ass off i've been around him for a long time and he's always doing something um You know, we kind of got into the conversation of kind of, you know, what what's life all about, you know, and and you can't really figure that out if you're just constantly grinding, grinding. Yeah, just constantly like checking lists off and making sure people are paid and making sure you've got enough money to pay this or pay that or um, enough food for everybody and everybody's satisfied and everybody's happy. You check up at the end of the day and you're like, I'm not I'm not fulfilled, you know. Yeah you know sometimes you are you're, you're you're it fulfills you when when you fulfill other people but obviously you know i put something on facebook the other day that uh, sometimes um even to live is an act of courage you know it's to to do you as as a person of who you are is um, in today's society especially is is an act of courage you know this cancel culture bullshit we've got going on as far as like you have to do this certain thing, and you know there's a lot of those motivational speakers out there too that if you can sure they're good in, in snippets, um, but if you get too deep into them, it's just like, damn, you kind of feel like you're not doing enough sometimes, or you 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 do too much just to keep up with 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 what everybody's telling you that you have to do in order to be successful, and yeah. um, you know, and I've heard a couple of people say you know mention that the definition of success needs to drastically be be rewritten as far as what it really means. So what you do you know? think it is? What do I think success is? Yep. I think success is, um, is, uh, first, um, personal fulfillment. Um, uh, and then second overflowing enough to where you can help others be fulfilled. Yeah. No matter what service to others over service to self. Yeah. I think, um, you know, as we had said earlier, that story about the big house and the movie director, um, we had mentioned there was a pretty famous movie director at this big rich guy's house. And somebody had mentioned to him, you know, this guy who owns this house made more money last week than you have all year. Um, and the movie director, you know, replied back and said, well, this guy, um, he says, I've got one thing this guy doesn't, and that's enough. You know, I've, I've got enough for, for me and for my family. And, and, you know, I feel fulfilled, you know, I feel successful in my endeavors. And some days are, Better than you know. Some days are better, some days are worse. You know, it's obviously an ebb and flow in life. Really, as far as constantly figuring things out. You know, mm-hmm. How do you feel about yourself? How do you um, feel about where you are and how you're treating other people? And um, you just wake up and let the universe do what it does. That's that's the one thing is being able to wake up and being comfortable no matter what comes your way
1: with going with the flow. Yeah, <clears throat> being fluid with the day. Yeah. What about you? Forward progression towards a worthy ideal. I'm an Earl Nightingale guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or was it Jordan Peterson that said um,
0: every person in their life needs to pursue something that they personally find meaningful? Meaningful, yeah. And meaningful isn't always, you know, bliss or joy or happiness or, you know, it's that that that, it's not a it's not a constant flat line of like this is great. You know, meaningful is something that sucks sometimes, which you feel like that you're calling, you know, you're, you're meant to do that. That's something that when you wake up out of bed, you're like, all right, here we go, baby. You know, this is, this is me and I'm going to do it, you know, be damned what everybody else says. Still trying to figure that out too. Yeah, sure. And, and I was watching, um, who was it? I can't remember who was saying it, but, um, it was, it was that the, the, one of the points in life is to, live here and experience as much as possible, like to just go through as many experiences as you most possibly could just take it all in. Not, you know, that's, you know, you could kind of circle back to almost the definition of what mainstream society calls ADHD or ADD. Um, you know, to me is a superpower. Like if you can learn to kind of hone that in and, and, and focus on all that, information coming into your brain you know you, you don't have to do one thing all the time but you can just kind of compartmentalize some things um it's extremely helpful in life and there's in my mind there's not enough people that take the courage to step out and and try new things mm-hmm. i don't think you could ever really truly be satisfied if you're just kind of
1: staying in your comfort zone yeah I always want to reach outside yeah just a little bit just a little that way you can grow yeah because that's where the growth happens yeah. within
0: the chaos right you know you can't grow when everything's just constantly it's orderly nor- normal everything's <laughs> <laughs> like, just well, normal fun, what that Yeah,
1: none at all <laughs> it's like I've, I've over the years of being an entrepreneur i've i've understood that i've got to be a problem solver and that's sure. been one of my my next business card I get—that's what the title is going to be It's going to be Will <laughs> <Solver>. Pinkerton, problem <laughs> the solver. Problem solver, because <laughs> <laughs> you have to—you have to learn to take in so many different things on a daily basis as a as an entrepreneur trying to grow your business and your family, mm-hmm. uh, and you. There's always things coming at you that you have to understand how to. Look at it as not as a problem. You got to look at it as like, okay, well, what do I need to do to keep this from happening again? Mm-hmm. Why does this keep happening? <laughs> Why is this the third time you're coming to me with this? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. where the
0: processes come into place. I think we were both in that same book discussion, right? That's or did on. you do it after
1: the the myth Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get in on that. that's right after we opened the restaurant and moved. Oh, uh, that's County right. And, yeah, that's I didn't right. Get in on that
0: one. But the processes part of that. Um, of just building something, build it to sell it for the most part. But you don't necessarily have to sell it. But build it to, to where if you were to ever make a decision to sell it, it's ready to be sold. And yeah, a nice little box of
1: here. Here's how all this stuff yeah. works. You're talking about the math class. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, I was in on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I've got to get back onto those studies. That's one of the things that I've kind of have strayed away from. And I need a document. So you asked me earlier about the, is the restaurant, is this? Yes, back my, to that. Yeah, we got off track Have I got my, my, has it satisfied my, Your no, it hasn't. Uh, but it has gave me a lot of information to move forward with for when the timing is right. So I've been working with a kind of a personal mentor I've been blessed with this past year. When did this meetings. person just come into your life? He has, and right time, right place, and been a super cool guy to just talk to. Cool. And uh, he has, you know, pointed out that priorities as you, you know, uh, grow are very important uh, at understanding what your priorities are. And my priority has always been family, but I've never made it a priority. Sure. I've always made hustling and grinding a priority and making sure my kids have always had everything I didn't have. Sure. So this past year, I'm understanding a little bit more about what my priorities are. So my kids, my daughter, just turned 15. We've got a driver on us now. I've got my night trip to Sonic ice cream <laughs> driver. I don't have to beg the wife now. Say, hey, sweetie, you want some ice cream? <laughs> so, but yeah, super proud of her. She just turned 15, uh, and my son's 13, uh, You know, going on 14. So they're, they've, they're growing up fast, so I want to spend these next few years being a dad. Yeah. And spending some time with them.
0: That's good. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a vital age too. You know, that, that, that kind of early teen age is, is huge because there's a lot of development that goes on in those, those years and a lot of separation kind of between being a, a kid and, and maturing and into an adult. You know, it's, yeah. it's a tender time in a kid's life and, um, In today's society, uh, there's so many mixed messages, you know, that come along with family just in general and and sacrifices that have to be made. And, you know, if if you want to give your kids everything in the world, you know, the time you spend with them has to be just quality time, whether it's 20 minutes or an hour. But, you know, if you want to make a bunch of money, you got to work, 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 work. but I think, as we both know, that, that work, 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 work turns into a lot of unforeseen circumstances that come up outside of family. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not just like okay, here's work. You know, as you do that, outside forces start to send you more either issues that need problems that need to be solved or blessings that you feel obligated to almost take on. You yep. know, to that point to where. Um, It's a tender balance between that and and I'm learning it as well, too. You know, Anna Claire is um, a fiery lady, uh, as most of may have heard on the podcast last week. And um, she's big into family as well, too. And, you know, sometimes there's those tensions of, you know, I'm trying to grow this business or. You know, it's a lot of work on the weekends, kind of thing. But you know, it brings you back down to earth sometimes to just kind of sit there and really be present with your children. Yeah, that's living a tough in thing. the
1: present moment. That's such a tough thing to do. Yeah,
0: it, sh- it it wouldn't it wouldn't be as important if it was easy, though. I mean, because the past is just a memory, and the future is just a thought. You know, none of, it, none of it's actually real.
1: Yeah.
0: Except now. Except now. Now and now and now and now and that's it. And I'm here with you and. We're just kicking it. I haven't haven't talked to you in forever.
1: Yeah, man, we've been busy. The restaurant uh, (laughs) has—it's been fine. Sometimes (laughs) it sometimes it feels like it's
0: sucking your soul, you know. But sometimes it's it's a blessing as well too. And um, so you're just uh, going with the flow of life at the moment, and. Do you you have any idea as to or any inclination as to where the the path may lead
1: you as far as you're just going to pick up some catering events and yeah hang out yeah well so we still plan on taking we've got it you know which we've got your uh, yep. the Delta banquet coming yep. up in February but we're still planning on taking February off for the most part if something comes to us we're not going to turn it down sure uh, but start start working again in March. Yeah. and March uh, and just sticking with catering uh, and be selective with what we do as well. Yeah. That's really important. Just not going to go chase a 15 or, mm-hmm. you know, a 15 person catering job every other day. Mm-hmm. We want to, you know, target the 50 to a hundred people, yep. you know, on up to 50, you know, 500 people. That's mm-hmm. kind of what we're wanting to kind of a, um, max ourselves out at, because you got to have the infrastructure to be able to do when catering. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, when we catered for Oliver's, uh, it was uh, the wife peeled hundred and ten or hundred and twenty pounds of taters to oh make my mashed potatoes. God, so just imagine peeling. A hundred and twenty pounds (laughs) of taters, man. So you just uh when you start cooking for volume, you got pretty damn good at it. Infrastructure to build Oh, yeah, my wife, she's a she can build a tater like nobody's business. So when we first started, we worked side by side. You know, she's been my rock, you know, through Mm -hmm. all of this and uh, we've worked side by side growing this business and it hasn't been the easiest I'm not but it's been fun too. So when we first started with Taters, we would document, you know, If she can, she'll peel 10 pounds and I'll peel 10, you know, do 10 pounds and we'll see who the fastest. Well, my technique was better or her technique. Man, she would spank my ass every time, dude. It's like, it's not even, and I can, you know, I'm, and I'm a comp, you know, I like competition, you know, but no, I can't peel taters like my (laughs) wife does. Brittany, the tater peeling queen. Yes. So we had an employee that worked with us uh, when we were running the food truck. We were brought on, uh, he was our first or second employee that we brought on. I think he was our first employee. Uh, and he need, we needed to peel 50 pounds of taters and he threw a fit about having to fill, peel 50 pounds of taters. And I'm like, are you for real? <laughs> you know, and here my wife is a few years later, peeling 110 pounds <laughs> and never once, you know, fussed or moaned yeah. about it. So how many potatoes is 150 pounds of potatoes or 100 pounds? Well, the we do we do a 40 count. Okay. Potatoes. So there's 40 taters in a box. Okay. So that's a 50 pound box. So she would have peeled 80, you know, 80 to 100 potatoes, but they're big taters. Sure. You know, you got to think 40 of them in a in a 50 pound box. So they're okay. all, you know a little over a pound a piece. Those were the taters that we used for our our Willie Good Tater. Oh yeah, good stuff. <laughs> but a lot of your food's named after you, you, you yeah, as well. Well, we tried to be fun with it. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things I, I like is to I like to see people smile. Sure. Uh, you know, just your smile now and your laugh. <laughs> so silly. So. <laughs> Special Willie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, so what? Um, so uh, you've been through a lot, you're, 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 you're soul searching at the moment. Um, you've got, a, it's a, you've got a mentor of sorts. So that's, that's extremely productive, productive. I am, um, I'm hoping one, and there may be one already in my life right now. And I just don't realize it. Uh, there, I've got a couple maybe that I think we all just kind of lean on each other. You know how it goes. Once you kind of get in a group of business owners, everybody's got their own problems and some are similar, some are different, and some have been through some, and some haven't, kind of thing. And um, you know, I, I've looked into getting like a, a true growth coach to to pay for. Um, I don't know if I'm
1: quite there yet, really. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I can't I don't see know. paying somebody to tell me. Sure. Uh, but I, There's obviously a big market there out there is. for it. Absolutely, yeah. and people
0: people do it and do well with it all over the place with it. I'm just I'm a I'm a big fan as I know that you are is that the universe will provide and um, you know they always say here's here's the big thing is is you know they they say find what you love to do and then find someone who does that or something similar to that and reach out to them, okay? Um, and then shadow them. you mm-hmm. know. Gary Vee's like go work for him for free for 3 months or do something for them for free, you know. Be there, go get coffee or whatever. Just be around that person. And um, you know, my the nine to five is insurance. I've been in in it for almost eight years now. You know, I'm around insurance people all day. I used to go to a lot of the networking stuff and with all insurance agents, and you know, I, I enjoy the business. Um, it puts me around other business owners. It allows me to help people. You know, I can speak the language, but um, the entertainment side that I've kind of picked up to go in tandem with that because I'm more or less in the hospitality space. um, You know, I haven't really been able to put my finger on somebody that does just that. You know, I've got karaoke, I've got trivia, I've got bingo, and I'm, you know, a, a DJ as well too. So somebody, maybe just in this area. So I'm just kind of waiting. Somebody will show up at some point you know because there's a lot of damn chaos that goes on with a lot of that live events wing and live events with equipment and lights and people and requests and you know there's a lot of in the moment decisions that have to be made Mm -hmm. you know um so just waiting you know and and you you chase things every now and then when the opportunity comes but then you kind of wait to receive things as well too at the same time where focus goes, energy flows. Absolutely. Uh, and it'll... And it works. Like, it absolutely works. You know, the, the whole subconscious, uh, subconscious programming of the mind and just repetition and, um, you know, thinking if, if you want to be in better shape, not thinking I don't want to be fat, you know. Yeah. and You know, I'd like to be in better shape. I'd like to be <clears throat> muscular or, or fit or whatever it may be. And um that's quite the that's quite the transformation as well too Um, mindset not just mindset it's habitual mindset you know is being okay with whatever's going on because you know that things are going to work out the way that they need to work out yeah whether you like it or not the universe has got a plan one way or the other one way or the other one way or the other and it's going to keep constantly reminding you like here's where you need to go but don't think of these things that <laughs> the way the society tells you to think about them it's hard to see why the dots are connecting sometimes yeah start with the end in mind yeah. kind of deal and um but you might not always end up where you want to end up <laughs> i gave a, excuse me i gave i gave a speech there's a girl here in dixon that is a adjunct teacher she's working on her doctorate at um, austin p she owns a little boutique Shout out to Stephanie. Uh, you know, she comes yeah. to the networking stuff. So she'd asked me to speak at Austin P. And um, most that know me is I um, one of my life goals is it people that I surround myself with um, is to either be the order or the chaos in their day. If their day's going great, I'm gonna shake it up a little bit with a little bit of chaos. If their day's going um, shitty, you know, I try to provide a little bit of order and, and structure somehow. Um uh, with Stephanie, for the most part, um, I am the chaos in her life. Um, I do provide order occasionally, um, but uh, I shake things up in her life every now and then. And she was very nervous about having me come speak uh, to her class. <laughs> she t- she told me uh, there was a uh, there was <laughs> there was a mask mandate on Austin Peace campus, and <laughs> I said, "Well, I'm not wearing a mask." <laughs> she said, "Well, then you can't come." <laughs> where I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> like, okay. I was like, then I'm going to buy a full hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come in a hazmat suit. Uh, unfortunately, it was about a two week delay and she told me I had to wear a mask about a week before. And, um, I ended up wearing a, a mask and, and giving my speech. But, um, the speech was kind of about what we are talking about now It's just how kind of life comes at you, you know, and, and you never really know what's going to happen, but just to kind of keep your head up along the way. And, um, to her surprise, I, I brought in um, Oh, The Places You Will Go by Dr. Seuss and read a couple pages from that. Greatest book in my mind, I say ever written. Probably, it's my top three favorite books. And uh, the, the the waiting place is what the, the three or four pages that I wrote, you know, waiting for the time to change or the rain to go or someone to show or waiting for the grass to grow or the paint to dry or whatever it may be, um, you know, the most dreadful place is the waiting, waiting place. place. Yeah, it's just sitting around waiting on things something to change for you to feel differently about what's going on instead of feeling good about however things going on and knowing that things are either gonna come to you or you're gonna be able to give an, be given an opportunity to go pursue those things. But just sitting around waiting on your external circumstances to to do something different than they're already doing to give you the motivation to continue down a path of, of which you want to travel. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I I guess for you kind of along the way, um, I I know that, that you and I have kind of had some discussions along these lines as well too, but um, you know, who are, who are some, uh, you know, we've both kind of been through a lot of, uh, people that, um, I don't know, cause I know we've discussed mutual people that we kind of follow and that we kind of read and we listen to occasionally, but who are some people kind of, I guess that, that you, um, you pay attention to and maybe you study their habits or things like that
1: to kind of the way that Will lives his life, you know, every yeah. day. Uh, well, a lot of my mentors have been YouTube. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. So as is most of the world. Earl Nightingale has mm-hmm. been, you know, a pretty uh, pretty big mentor of mine. And uh, Napoleon Hill. And then they've kind of... Uh, think and Grow Rich, mm-hmm. uh, I was led to read that book. So that's kind of where, I guess, my mindset really started to change, was reading that book. Uh, I've had a, a friend that The Secret... of uh, you're familiar yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They do. A, you can go on uh, on YouTube and pull it up, and there's like an hour something long video mm-hmm. on it. And uh, I had had watched back. This has been several years ago, and I'd watched it a couple of times, but I'd never really gotten into the personal development side of growing me until my shit hit the fan. Yeah, and then it was like okay, well, where am I fucking up? Mm-hmm. What do I need to fix? You know, I've got myself here. What do I do to get out? Sure. So uh, Think and Grow Rich was, the, was a big stepping stone for me to change my mindset. Uh, and then Earl Nightingale, you know, rolled into studying a lot with Earl Nightingale. Uh, Tony Robbins, uh, love Tony Robbins, uh, he's a little, little crazy. I think uh, a little too exciting for me <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah, he on. is. <laughs> he's, uh, uh and less Brown. I've, uh, yeah. I, I just like to listen to Les less Brown. Yeah. Uh, but I've gotten to where I, I got to, I guess, be careful of taking in too much. Absolutely. Because like you were talking about earlier, you get to where you're like, well, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I doing this? good enough? Am yeah. I Am I good enough? You know, so sometimes I think listening to that, those things can be in a, get, put you in a negative mindset almost yeah. to a point. So, uh, I got, I got to be careful with how much you take in. Absolutely. Uh, Moderation
0: know. in all things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Binge watching that stuff. I caught myself doing it. It was just like all day, you know, those little clickbait titles, like listen to this every morning to yeah. change your life, you yeah. know, yeah this three-minute video will make you Superman, you know, whatever it may be. Let's fly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And uh, I just caught myself in this loop of just like constant dopamine drips of different messages of all these. You know, and you get this rah-rah, but it never really – none of that shit matters. None of these practices, none of these methods, none of these systems – None of that shit, none of it at all, motivational stuff matters, nor will it ever resonate unless you have a picture of who you are as a person. Because you could run in the quicksand for your whole life. Mm-hmm. Grind, 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 quicksand. Not ever go anywhere and you wonder why. You're just like it just seems you, not you particular, but people a lot of times put too much effort into things they 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 don't they they f- they force life, life it's like trying to force a square peg into a round hole you mm-hmm. know you're going to grind off the edges you're going to chip it you're going to fuck up the hole it. yeah i mean no matter how many ways you turn it um, that square pe- peg is never going to fit properly in that round hole but know if you're the square peg you got to find your square hole you know where the whole world within within itself is a system it's a it's a symbiotic ecosystem of of human and machine and AI and biological um, interactions on a daily basis Um, and 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 to not and to work against the forces of nature is 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 detrimental to progress you know And, and a lot of people um, we'll, we'll listen to all that rah-rah stuff and take it in and, and be ready at the start line. You know, they've, um, you know, they've taken their pre-workout and they're all jacked up, but they've got no workout plan. You know, they, they don't, you know they're, they're just going to go in there and start slinging weights around and have no really particular goal in mind because the universe will lead you wherever you want to go. But if you've got no idea where you still think.
1: have to have an idea
0: absolutely it could be basic but it could be basic but don't be tied to the end goal absolutely don't be tied to it yeah because, because you're not ever going to go anywhere absolutely you're never going to go anywhere unless you've got somewhere to go now whether that place you're going is where you're going to end up that's a whole different thing but at least go somewhere
1: for progression
0: yeah You know, like typing something into a GPS, it's like, make a U-turn, make a U-turn, make a U-turn. Well, I don't want to make a damn U-turn right now. You know, I want to take this little side route, you know, and, and maybe I'll end up back over there. Maybe I won't, but at least you've got something in mind, you know, this, you know, I've got a little bit in mind, you know, I've, and I, and, and people say that vision boards can be, um, somewhat a hindrance to, to progress, but, um. You know, that and my um goals are ever rotating and changing. You yeah. know, they're always <clears throat>
1: I've got a vision board. Yeah. I got pinned up. Things yeah. I want to do and things you cars want to yeah, do. And- absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's um and it's just neat. And I've also got like like you were saying earlier, is um a visioned accomplished folder. So as soon as something comes true, like these mics. I had these mics and these arms and this and this Pictures of it all on my vision board, and within six months, so I started flipping whiskey barrels just for shit's sake. I went and bought some, and some lady had like 200. I was like, "You make pretty good money doing this." She was like, "Oh yeah, you know it's enough for a couple vacations a year." I was like, "Okay." So I found a broker, bought uh, bought 30 of them, flipped them within a month. I was like, "All right, cool." Bought 30 more, flipped them within three months. I was like, "All right, cool." Bought 30 more, took me. almost 10 months to flip them, you know, like I was like, Oh, whoa, this is weird. Um, but I'm not going to worry about it. I don't care. Like I've already, I've made enough to where I got my in- investment back and I just needed to, to make that profit, but I was in really no hurry to do it. So I was pretty calm about it. And, um, next thing I know somebody comes along and wants 15 and they're in the music industry. And I was like, and they sell things. And I was like, would you want to do a trade?" can you get a deal on some mics and stuff I'll trade you these for mics and stands and a and um, um, a monitor he was like
1: yeah. there was a reason why you absolutely. waited 10 months for that Absol- absolutely you know
0: absolutely <laughs> be Just patient absolutely be like patient. I knew what I
1: wanted how uh,
0: the the what and the why you know the, well, the why is one of the main reasons, but the kind of the, the what is, is in there, but the how is never really known. You may think, you know, you plan enough, you know, just enough to get you moving, just enough to get you moving. Um, and then just let it go, you know, let momentum kind of take you where it may and plan a little more maybe and whatever it may be. But um, as soon as that happened, I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to flip any more reels. I did this for a reason made enough money, got it down, got, what, got what I needed. I'm on to something else. And so, um, you know, now I'm, uh, trying to work on how to better monetize the podcast. Um, I think I'm gonna have to lower my prices, um, which is totally fine. I think just getting momentum in a direction of income, you know, is going to be helpful and, um, obviously allow those sponsors the opportunity to kind of share their, the podcast a little more and, See where that goes. You know, this is this is my creative outlet. It's never going to go anywhere, but I can definitely, after this episode, um, I've got pretty much only political episodes for people that are running for office that just want some airtime scheduled. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I've got an idea in mind as to what I want to do. Um, I think what I've, one of the first steps is I'm going to, all the episodes that I haven't cut Elizabeth Dotson at Boardable was the first one I ever cut up into clips. And I think she was like fifteen or sixteen. And so all those prior episodes are still just full episodes. So I'm gonna go back
1: and cut clips yeah, out. And of Just them. drop
0: clips, you know, for the next couple months and not really have to record or <clears throat> kind of do what you're doing is, is really just do as it comes and cut some stuff up and put some clips out every now and then and um but I really um I think so this is I was I was watching something the other day that was giving some statistics on podcasts and it said, um, like 80% of the podcasts around the world stop after like eight episodes. And then it said an additional, um, of that, you know, 20% that's left. I think it was like 40 or 50% of those stop after 20 episodes. So you're pretty much in the top 1% if you've got over 30 episodes episodes. of a podcast. So I'm like, all right, sweet you know, and I'm still only getting like a hundred listens total. It's like, whatever, I really don't care, but I'm like, okay, you know, I've done something, you know, in comparison to a whole global perspective, like seemingly I've accomplished something. Absolutely. Um, And, um, I I think it's time for a change as far as, not that I've run out of people that I want to talk to and, you know, I'll probably still continue to do long format conversational type things, but, um, I think I'm going to, I've got about 15 diaries that I have been stacking up. And I was looking, they're just notebooks and spirals and just loose pieces of paper as thoughts come, like just all together on this bookshelf. And I was looking at them, and I was like, that's like 2,000 pages worth of shit. And I started flipping through them and I was like, I could make little episodes out of this. Just go through, find, you know, like if I had smoked a little bit or something before, and I had a really cool idea. Sometimes I read it the next day. It's like, nah, it was stupid. You know, I shouldn't have, it doesn't <laughs> shouldn't make have any sense. That. Yeah, It doesn't make any sense anymore. It sounded great at the time, but some of them are good. Or like some days if I come home after a long day, like just kind of getting my feelings out, whatever it may be, you know, you could make some pretty cool um, 15, 20-minute clip episodes, you know, or bring people in, you know, like maybe reach out to you and say, hey, I'd like to do an episode on this specific thing, you know, just get specific and, you know, what are your thoughts on, on this? And, you know, do you think we could have a 15, 20 minute conversation and I've got an option to do a call in thing too. So you wouldn't have to come
1: in here. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah. And yeah. just
0: have little center focus, like have an episode title, you know, um, where focus goes, energy flows, you know, what does that mean? You know, or, um, maybe the importance of, of meditation or, um, the importance of just being in the moment and just having these little clips of, I don't know, inspirational things, and then you could use those on Instagram stories or whatever maybe, and they're a lot easier to share. Yeah,
1: a lot of information in a short, shorter, shorter yeah. period of time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
0: um, and in the way that the world's going with the metaverse and everything else, it's It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah,
1: I haven't. I've studied a little bit, but oh, way down. my son. Had hey, you have She's VR goggles at your at your house? No, but my son wants some, so mm. that's something we're we're discussing. I guess. I sure. Know. We'll see. I've I've been on uh, Oculus, yeah, little thing. A friend of mine's got a headset. It's badass. <laughs> it was it? unreal, man. It was <laughs> like uh, there was a I had to walk a plank off of a yes. building. Yes. Oh, no, so I ain't walking that plank, and you're in <laughs> you're in their living room, and you won't walk that plank.
0: <laughs> the mind is incredible. It is. My son had to push me. I was in. I was at our uh, at our farm, and I'd drawn that little thing, and he was like, "All right, Dad, push the elevator button." I was like, "Okay, here we go." Oh, wow, well, this is neat and then the doors open. I was like what the f- whoa <laughs> yeah whoa. insane he was like alright walk a little bit I was like okay and my hands started sweating they're sweating now thinking about it uh, and I was like I'm not doing this I'm not-. and he just all of a sudden just pushes me and my you know avatar falls to the ground I'm like okay that was but a little too but what did you real. do
1: screamed like a little you, yeah, girl I I did Tens it to my to- wife I pushed her it was fun. <laughs>
0: There's a theory that that's what life really is, though. Like, it's been uh, so far advanced. Um, so Ray Kurzweil, who is a major engineer for Google, um, is real big into the uh, theory of singularity, which is the merger of biological human and AI. And he's got a couple books on it. Uh, I haven't really read them. I've I've kind of read the Cliff Note versions and listened to them a little bit on YouTube, but um, that uh, technology has secretly gotten to that point already. Because you know what they say is like the technology we see now is you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 100 years behind what the military already knows yeah. and what they've got. Um, and that uh, kind of like the movie The Matrix... Um, you know, we're, we're all blue-pilled at the moment, and that, that Oculus-type technology um, is, in essence, blended with biological um, bodies of humans, and there's like a small film over your eye. Now, Ray doesn't specifically get into that, but it kind of, there's some people that kind of branch off into the, in the more deeper conspiracy part of it, that really is, everything is kind of just an Oculus-type, we're all in this big Matrix-type area. Isn't that weird? Yeah, you just lost me. I so. know. <laughs> I lost myself when I was studying, and I was like, "Oh God, I was getting way too deep." But I can imagine. I mean, because they're already are already coming out with sunglasses, VR sunglasses that you can put on. So I mean, and it just keeps just getting smaller, smaller and, and smaller. smaller and smaller. Yeah. And if you think about it, we're already you know kind of kind of merged with AI with our cell phones and our computers. It's and their plans, that's all. This whole time. It's been their plan yeah. this whole time. <laughs> That's it, by God. We figured it out. <laughs> it is. I mean, it seriously is. Um if you dig deep enough and read deep enough, it's extremely obvious. But um You know, and there's this big push right now for a lot of people doing what you're doing. Is saying, Screw the system, you know, and not and you said that a while ago. You've always been an entrepreneur, but like you know, we've had um, the largest, I think this year was one of the largest ever in history, um, employee dropouts or, or amount of people that have quit major corporate or even really just daily nine to nine, nine to five jobs to go do whatever they want to do. Yeah. You know, people are, um, becoming less, you know, trying to become less materialistic. There's a lot of people that are kind of going back to the basics and, um, uh, enjoying life just really for what it is and what they have and not for what it's not and what they don't have you know and, and like we were saying earlier there's just so much material out there just people telling you have. that you've
1: got to have all this stuff to be you happy you don't have to have no more than you want mm-hmm. and it'll always take it'll, it'll always take whatever it'll make or I hell how did this go it'll always you'll always make what it'll take yeah so if life if you want you know, half a million dollar house and mm-hmm. cars and whatever, you're going to make it to get it. Something will show up and you Something just will show follow that vein. Yeah. But I don't yeah. have a desire for that anymore. You know, and I'm not I saying either. I ever have. Sure. But I, I want to get down to a more minimal lifestyle. Sure. And just live over the next couple of years. So get the kids out of school is my. Goal, uh, 2025, 2026, I think, is when my son will graduate. Okay. So that's our plans is, uh 2025, is to start re-gearing our ideas for, you know, not necessarily a restaurant industry, but getting our product out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think the actual set-down restaurant industry is coming of a thing of a past. Yeah. Everybody wants it now. They want to be able to pull up to a window and leave and have their belly full. Yeah. We're going to a real fast-paced society.
0: Unfortunately. Because I don't like... You know, sometimes you have to be fast-paced. Obviously, in the moment, there's a lot of those times. But, um, you know... Uh, the energies of the world right now are weird. There's a big split of 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 people that um, just as we said, are either service to others or service to self. I think that's what this all boils down to mm-hmm. you know and and those that are service to others are willing to go without, you know, they're willing to um, give what they have enough of, you know, they're not always wanting for war and they're they're out for for the betterment of um the conscious collective in general um and then there's those that are still ruled by fear and hate and division and race and religion and sexuality and materialistic type stuff um that don't seem to get it you know um that want it fast and want it now and mm-hmm. that that uh, is definitely a necessity. Um, I think people are always dying for an experience, though. You know, um, something different. I was talking about it the other day. Of, uh, I had somebody ask me what I thought about sports. I haven't watched sports in two years like watched them. I haven't cared about sports in a long time. I've never cared about sports. I played them and I was pretty athletic, you know, and even when I was playing, though, I never watched it. I didn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. The Titans, you know, the one thing I do enjoy watching and I still don't follow it is hockey. Live, not on TV. Um, I canceled Comcast. All I've got is internet. A little bit of Netflix and some Amazon, but that's it. Um, But going to hockey games is great. I do enjoy that environment. It's just, cold and it's rowdy and it's indoors and it's just neat. But I, I keep going back to this um, this whole uh, Roman Empire day of bread and circus, you know, it's give the people bread and circus and they will be distracted. You know, it's, um, you know, when Caesar had something he wanted to do that may have not been the best thing and he knew that people were going to revolt against it. He would just throw something, you know, to get their together. Attention. Yeah, people bullfighting or death and blood and <laughs> destruction and chaos. You know, and everybody gets sucked into that kind of thing. You know, and they don't pay attention to what kind of what life really is. And so I've, I've had. I don't know if it's a negative outlook. It's my outlook um, that a lot of sports is just bread and circus in a lot of ways as a whole. Big community around it and people are just overly obsessed about stats, which, you know, may that that may satisfy a need that they have, and that's great, but there's a lot more to life than that. Absolutely. Um, you know, the whole creativity over competition is, there's enough for everybody, you know. Um, I do like to be competitive in the moments because it helps you grow, but uh, to the point to where you're, you're hurting other people um, is not... A desirable outcome. No. I'll say that. Cool. Well, we're at an hour and five minutes. Right on. Have you had a good time? I have. good. Will mentioned he was a little nervous before we got on yeah, here. Yeah, excited, nervous. Antsy. <laughs> um, it takes, I've, I've noticed, uh, for people that have never done a podcast, um, or are not too terribly, I mean, you're a good speaker, and you're obviously um, used to being in front of people, uh, running businesses and whatnot, but um, it takes about fifteen or twenty minutes for people to kinda of warm up, you know, on the mic. Now we can sit here and have a conversation, but as soon as the mic goes on, things kinda of go back to where they started a little bit. Um, but about 15, 20 minutes in.
1: Yeah, I was about three foot off the mic when we first started.
0: Yeah, now you're on it. You know you kinda get it. <laughs> that's why, that's you're, what that's post recording edit is. Yeah, I was like, well you just got you gotta get on the mic just a little bit. Yeah. Um, well I enjoy it. And I and I hope that um, the universe blesses you upon your endless journey of searching for whatever it is that makes Will happy. Yep. And Brittany.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, and the kids. Looking forward to the next next few years unfolding.
0: And you know what? That's, that's what it's going to take. There's um, a couple con- content creators that I follow. They're just run-of-the-mill people. Um, but they really I don't know I resonate with their message quite a bit um, and you know you know as well as I do that sometimes it takes you know almost complete destruction to kind of get you into this mindset or this path you have to almost lose everything in order to make room for everything kind of kind of deal you have to be willing to give things up and and let things be and um, you know not hold on to grudges or um, regrets or anything like that because you're you're filling your energy field with with things that are not, not necessary. Yeah, and and then there's no room for the good to come yeah. in. Cool. All right. Well, enjoy the conversation, bud. I appreciate yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me out.
0: I know you're not trying to do too much, but do you want to plug any socials or anything or?
1: Uh, smoking willies.
0: <laughs> Just Google that.
1: Yeah. Facebook. Uh, website sucks. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> we gotta get that up and going. <laughs> got it. Uh, But, uh, yeah, smoking Wheelies, look for us for catering and events uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, We appreciate the support that we've gotten for the food truck and uh, the restaurant. It's been a fun journey and looking forward to the next couple of years and really looking forward to 2025. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what those big plans are yet, but they're going to be big. They're going to fall into place. Um, (laughs) Isn't that
0: exciting? Yeah, it is. Going into the unknown. It's kind of like, what is that? Frozen? Into the unknown. Yeah. Did you watch Frozen? I've, I'm not oh, a movie man. guy. Oh, it's a great movie.
1: Yeah. That was one of the blessings I did when we opened the restaurant was turn off
0: TV altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Stopped watching the Isn't it crazy how like
1: pandemics can end
0: when you turn the TV uh, off? Everything <laughs> ended. <laughs> right? Everything was fine. Stress and blood and gore and everything. Death and destruction was no more.
1: Yeah. And then shortly after that, you know... I've unplugged quite a bit from social media yeah. here recent, you know, over the past six months I have. Cool. I don't have it on my phone to where I'm, you know, I want to constantly check it. You know, sure. it's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure. Nothing. Uh, not, not a damn <laughs> thing. Happened. Oh, they're at the beach. Great. <laughs> yeah. Nothing happened. It, you know, so sure. It's been, it's been fun talking with you today, buddy.
0: Yeah. I'm glad we got a chance to catch up. Yes, sir. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Truly, truly appreciate it. Be sure to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Um, like I said, we're going to be making some changes on this. Um, send me a message, you know, if you've got any thoughts as far as what you'd like to hear, any topics you'd like to hear on, because, um, these hour long episodes are a lot to take on. And, um, I'm no Joe Rogan, um, to where I've got a full staff and, um, I would really like to maybe start honing in the message. So if you've got anything that you want to hear about, um, if I don't know it, I know somebody that does. Uh, so I would love to, you know, start putting out content that um, is something that that you all would would like to hear and um, uh, hopefully enjoy. So uh, just be sure to like, subscribe on that YouTube channel. It helps us out quite a bit, helps the sponsors out quite a bit. And uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. Till next time, peace. Thanks again to Your Vibes Entertainment for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking to boost your revenue, showcase your company, or just want to provide high-vibe entertainment for your family, friends, employees, or clients, please reach out to them directly on Facebook or Instagram at Your Vibes Entertainment. Shoot them an email at LLC at gmail.com or Give the owner, Michael, a call directly at 615-330-3236. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, please reach out to me directly via email at yourvibespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and always remember, stay vibey, my friends.